already numb. Take it, Stark. Open the boss there, on the side, where the beast's head is carved. Stark took the belt from Kamar and found the hidden spring. The rounded top of the boss came free. Inside it was something wrapped in a scrap of silk. I had to leave Kushat, Kamar whispered. I could never go back. But it was enough to have taken that. He watched, shaken between awe and pride and remorse as Stark unwrapped the bit of silk. Stark had discounted most of Kamar's talk of superstition, but even so he had expected something more spectacular than the object he held in his palm. It was a lens, some four inches across, man-made, and made with great skill, but still only a bit of crystal. Turning it about, Stark saw that it was not a simple lens but an intricate interlocking of many facets, incredibly complicated, hypnotic if one looked at it too long. "'What is its use?' he asked Kamar. "'We are children. We've forgotten. But there is a legend, a belief, that Bancroach himself made the talisman as a sign that he would not forget us, and would come back when Kushat is threatened, back through the gates of death, to teach us again.' the power that was his. I do not understand, said Stark. What are the gates of death? Kamar answered, It is a pass that opens into the back mountains beyond Kushat. The city stands guard before it. Why, no man remembers, except that it is a great trust. His gaze feasted on the talisman. Stark said, You wish me to take this to Kushat? Yes, Yes, and yet... Kamar looked at Stark, his eyes filling suddenly with tears. No, the North is not used to strangers. With me you might have been safe. But alone... No, Stark, you have risked too much already. Go back out of the Norlands while you can. He lay back on the blankets. Stark saw that a bluish pallor had come into the hollows of his cheeks. Kamar, he said, and again, Kamar, yes? Go in peace, Kamar. I will take the talisman to Kushat. The Martian sighed and smiled, and Stark was glad that he had made the promise. The riders of Mech are wolves, said Kamar suddenly. They hunt these gorges. Look out for them. I will. Stark's knowledge of the geography of this part of Mars was vague indeed but he knew that the mountain valleys of Mech lay ahead and to the north, between him and Kushat. Kamar had told him of these upland warriors. He was willing to heed the warning. Kamar had done with talking. Stark knew that he had not long to wait. The wind spoke with the voice of a great organ. The moons had set, and it was very dark outside the tower, except for the white glimmering of the snow. Stark looked up at the brooding walls and shivered. There was a smell of death already in the air. To keep from thinking, he bent closer to the fire, studying the lens. There were scratches on the bezel, as though it had once held something in a clamp or setting, like a jewel. An ornament, probably, worn as a badge of rank. Strange ornament for a barbarian king in the dawn of Mars. The firelight made tiny dancing sparks in the endless inner facets, Quite suddenly, he had a curious feeling that the thing was alive, 
A pang of primitive, unreasoning fear shot through him, and he fought it down. His vision was beginning to blur, and he shut his eyes, and in the darkness it seemed to him that he could see and hear. He started up, shaken now with an eerie terror, and raised his hand to hurl the talisman away. But the part of him that had learned with much pain and effort to be civilized made him stop and think. He sat down again. An instrument of hypnosis? Possibly. And yet that fleeting touch of sight and sound had not been his own, out of his own memories. He was tempted now, fascinated, like a child that plays with fire. The talisman had been worn somehow. Where? On the breast? On the brow? He tried the first, with no result. Then he touched the flat surface of the lens to his forehead. The great tower of stone rose up monstrous to the sky.